Okay, so the uh, the title for the class tonight is the Ibn Ezra's Eschatology. Uh, the reason for this focus for tonight is simply because there's not that much in the way of Ibn Ezra's to be focusing on today, even though it's Baha'u'llah, like I said, double parsha. There's not really um, that many long comments that he makes. Uh, here, this comment that he makes is very short, but it opens up us to be able to connect a couple of different Ibn Ezra's in other places. And it also uh, causes the Ramban to write a very long comment. So that's the reason I decided to focus on this today. The Ibn Ezra, right at the beginning of the Sedra, the Pasuk tells us, the first Pasuk, by that Hashem spoke to Moshe by Harsinai, according to the Ibn Ezra, a Muktam Mokha unlike the Ramban, who generally wants to say that there is Muktam Mokha Bertaira. According to the Ibn Ezra, the Torah is not written in historical order. And so, therefore, the Torah often will move things around. And this is a classic example. By according to the Ibn Ezra, this whole parsha is taking place at the time of Parsha Mishpatim, at the time of Har Sinai. Pasha continues, the Pasha tells us, You should tell the Jewish people, When you're going to come into the land of Israel, the land that I've given you, so you will have to do a Shemitah, you'll have to do a Sabbath for the land. A Shabbos Lashem. Rashi already was bothered. Ibn Ezra, the Ramban, everyone is bothered. What does it mean? Shabbos Lashem. You're going to have to make a Shabbos for Hashem. You're making a Shabbos for yourself. You make a Shabbos for the land. We already know about the regular Shabbos that one has to keep. You're telling us here that the land has to lie fallow. It has to be like a Sabbath for the land. So why are you calling it a Shabbos Lashem? In fact, if you keep on looking, a few psukim later, the Pasuk tells us, uh, For six years you worked the land normally, and then and then in the seventh year, and in the seventh year, the Pasuk says, Shabbos, Shabbos, there'll be a Shabbos for the land, Shabbos Lashem, a Shabbos for Hashem. So what, what does it mean when we say it's a Shabbos for Hashem? It's a Shabbos for the land? You would think it's a, it's, it's a Shabbos for the land more than a Shabbos for Hashem. What do you mean when you say Shabbos for Hashem? Says the, says Rashi. Rashi says that Shabbos Lashem is L'Shem Hashem. Rashi is quoting the Medrash. The Medrash is telling us that it's a Shabbos that's being done in order to honor HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Normally, when you leave a land fallow, you're leaving the land fallow in order to be able to have a better harvest, a better yield in the years to come. And farmers always rotate their land that they utilize in order to ensure that the land can get a break because that's very healthy to make the land more fertile, more fecund. So you might think that that's the reason why you're keeping a Sabbath for the land in order to enhance the yield. No, that's not the reason. The reason that you're doing the Shemitah, the reason that you're keeping it is because to make a Shabbos for Hashem. 
just like it says in Shabbos Bereshis, that you have a Shabbos that Hashem rested, so too, we're doing that to honor Hashem, we're resting the land. So as the Sisechachamim, that you might have thought that the Shabbos was in your honor, in the land's honor. No, we're saying that this Shabbos is very specific, the Shabbos of Shemitah, is Keshem Shnev of Shabbos Bereshis, just like it says by Shabbos Bereshis, that um, we say the Pasuk tells us in Shemais, right, the seven days of Shabbos for Hashem, your God, so therefore, we are we are teaching you that there is a need to have the seventh year where the land lies to remember that Hashem himself, as it were, whatever that means, rested on the seventh day. So when we're saying a Shabbos la Hashem, it's deliberate. This is not a Shabbos for the benefit of the land. Sure, there is a a benefit to the land that comes along with being Shabbos, with being uh, with adhering to the rules of the Shemitah. Absolutely, there's a benefit that it, that inures inures to the land for sure. But that's not the point. The point, the fundamental point, above all, is to commemorate the fact that Kadosh Baruch Hu as it were, worked for six days and rested on the seventh. If you look at the Ibn Ezra, the Ibn Ezra takes on a different approach. The Ibn Ezra says that the Shabbos Hashem is the time Shabbos Hashem, ki yayim yimei Shabbos. You should, what does it mean, Shabbos Hashem? The same way that you keep the Shabbos, the same way that you are Shabbos, the same way you are resting, the same way you are not doing active work on the Shabbos, so too, on the Shemitah, you're not going to be doing active work. You're not going to be doing the kind of malacha that one is normally going to do for a field. You're going to be laying it fallow, lying fallow. You're going to be resting in the same way that you rest on the Sabbath day. Shabbos Lashem is meant to be like a kuf, ke, ke Shabbos. Doesn't mean that it's a Shabbos for Hashem so much as it's you're doing something similar to what you normally do on Shabbos. And then the Ibn Ezra continues, and he says, And the secret of the days of the world is hidden, is alluded to, is hinted at in this place. Says the super commentary on the Ibn Ezra, the Avi Ezra, that's printed in many of the Christ Kabbalah, says the Avi Ezra that uh, that says there's so many different approaches what the Ibn Ezra means. Ibn Ezra, as we know, as we've talked about before, the Ibn Ezra is the conic and the extreme. He's perhaps not as, uh, doesn't have a positive words like the Rashbam on, on Chumash, but the Ibn Ezra is pretty close, right? He's very, very, very laconic. He doesn't give you a lot. Um, so he throws off a one-liner here with a few words, and he says, The secret about the days of the world is hidden over here. Somehow in Shabbos, Hashem is hidden in the secrets of the days of the world. It says, Davi Ezer, 
everybody's bothering themselves trying to figure out what the Ibn Ezra was talking about. And he's not able, says Daviyaz, he's not able to carry the weight of all the different Fakiris. He's going to move on. He's not going to give you any big comment on what the Ibn Ezra has hinted at. He's not giving you his own thoughts. The Ramban is a very, very long Ramban at the beginning of, of Parshas Bahar. But at the end, the last few paragraphs of the Ramban, he goes to talk about the Ibn Ezra and what the Ibn Ezra was hinting at. As we mentioned already in Parshas Haremais, right? The Ramban said, Ani Harachel, right? I'm going to come and open up the hints of the Ibn Ezra. I'm going to come and take away the, the hiddenness of his, what he was trying to teach you there about the soil Azazel. I'm going to open it up for you. So over here as well, the Ramban wants to come along and tell you what is the hint that the Ibn Ezra was referring to when he says that the secrets of the days of the world is in this passage. Over here, the Ibn Ezra is waking us up to one of the deep foundational points of the Torah. The Ibn Ezra is the one who's hinted at one of the deep secrets, the foundational principles of the Torah. Shekosav, because the Ibn Ezra had written, Vitam Shabbos Lashem, Kiema Shabbos, the reason of saying in the Pasuk, Shabbos Lashem, that the Shemitah is somehow a Shabbos for God, is Kiema Shabbos. You have to treat it like you treat a Sabbath, meaning no work. And the secret of the days of the universe is hidden over here. Listen, he says, cup your ears to listen carefully. What is it I'm about to tell you? I'm going to, you know, say it only once, basically, right? If you're lucky enough, you'll understand what I'm saying. Says the Ramban. So in other words, the Ramban is now one of the people who the Aviezer says is giving a theory as to what the Ibn Ezra meant. What I want to discuss tonight is the Ibn Ezra, again, being laconic and the extreme, doesn't tell us 100% of Chumash what he means. But I think we can combine a few different Ibn Ezra's and wind up in a bit of a challenge as to what he might have meant. But this is what the Ramban clearly thought he meant. And the question we're going to have to ask at the end of the night is, did the Ibn Ezra himself think that way as well? Says the Ramban, Kvar Kasati Bereshis. I already wrote to you in Seder Bereshis, meaning the Ramban is telling you this is my second time my second bite at the apple. I already made this point back in, in Genesis. I already explained that the six days of the world, six days of the creation of the world, parallel the existence of the world. So there was six days of creation. That parallels the 6,000 years that the world will exist. At the seventh day will be the big Shabbos. The, what the Gemara tells us in the um, and the Gemara says there the Mishnah in Tamid Bishvi Mahayo In the on the seventh day, what did they say? What did they say on the seventh day in the Beis Hamikdash? Right, what we say every Shabbos, Mizma Shalem Shabbos, right? Mizma Shalem Shabbos, right? That's what we say, right? What does it mean, Mizma Shalem Shabbos? So the Gemara, the Mishnah says, We're saying the Mizmar for the Yemar Shabbos on the seventh day because there'll be a day of all of Shabbos 
and rest forevermore. That is to say, the seventh day we're reading on Shabbos about the ultimate seventh day because there is an ultimate end to the world and the world is to last seven millennia. Six days of creation parallel six days or 6,000 years of a world. The seventh millennia parallels the seventh um parallels the seventh um the seventh day that Hashem as it were rested. Okay, continues the, the Ramban, and the Ramban says uh, and this is why the Torah is so much more stringent about Shemitah than it is about almost any other law. We notice in Parshas Bahar that if you violate the Shemitah, you have tremendous punishments. Right? The 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 the, the land is going to be Hishas of Shabbos Yisrael. Right? The land is going to ensure that its Shabbos, its Shabbos was kept for all the ones that were violated about it. So if you don't keep the Shabbos of the land, then you're going to get thrown out. Why are you going to get thrown out? Why is it so important to keep the Shabbos for the land? You don't get thrown out if you don't keep Shabbos, or if you don't keep this mitzvah, that mitzvah. Why is it so important the Shabbos for the land? Shabbos for the land is so vital. It's like the mitzvah of Arias, but it says over there that if you're going to, then pass on the end of Parsach um, Right, that the land spits out an inhabitants that are immoral and, and licentious. And if you're going to act in the way that the people that came before, the indigenous nations that were here before, then that will be your end as well. So there's such a punishment of Golos for being over on Arias, and there's a punishment for Golos being over on Shemitah. What, what's the parallelism? Arias would seem to be far more uh, terrible than 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 not keeping the Shemitah. So it says the Ramban, no. The the fact is, the Torah seems to be very stringent about it, right? All these repeated exhortions that uh, if you do not keep the Shabbos of the land, you will be thrown out of the land, is to try to signify the severity and seriousness of this mitzvah, and why? It doesn't have that kind of immorality like, like Arias does. So, so why is it so vital? Why is it so important Not that, that you're going to get thrown out of the land, says the Ramban, because it is really there to remind you, it's there to remind you of the foundational principle of the Torah. When you are keeping the Shemitah, you're not merely keeping the Shemitah for all the basic reasons that we normally associate with it, which is relying on Hashem, not being so focused on your parnasa, being able to trust that Hashem's bounty will last, the Shlash Hashanim. That's the normal way we associate Shemitah. Says the Ramban, that alone wouldn't warrant such a punishment of Golas. However, there is a foundational principle of Judaism, namely the Mashiach coming within the period of 6,000 years, and Shemitah, adherence to Shemitah reminds you of that. So if you're not going to adhere to the Shemitah, then you are basically denying a foundational principle of Judaism, and therefore you would be punished with Golas. 
in order to what? In order to put the equation back in good order, in order to ensure that the land gets its Shemitahs that it needs, in order that people should start adhering to the Shemitah appropriately and thereby understand the foundational principle of Judaism. So the Ibn uh, the Absar the Rabbah continues, Vikhain Shaninu, goes Baal Inuyadin, Vaal Ivasadin, Vaal Shmidasarat. The Mishnah Navis tells us that the the goals comes about because people don't act appropriately in, in terms of judgment and because of the lack of adherence to Shemitah. That's how severe, that's how serious the myth of Shemitah is. What you really do deny, when you deny the Shemitah, when you deny Shemitah, when you don't adhere to Shemitah, when you don't obey the laws of Shemitah, you're denying that there is an end. You're denying that there is an Elam Haba. And you're denying that if you deny that there's an end, you deny there's an Elam Haba, you most likely are denying a beginning as well. You're denying purpose. You're denying my separations. You're denying everything. So in other words, for the Ramban, the focus is that there's a fundamental truth that's being taught by the Ibn Ezra. And that truth of the Ibn Ezra is that the world will last for 6,000 years and then there'll be a seventh millennium of Mashiach. And that is hinted at in the Shabbos, paralleling the Shabbos of the earth with the Shabbos of the Initial Shabbos of HaKadosh Baruch Hu from creating the world. Somebody who doesn't keep the Shemitahs deserving of Golas. The land has to make back its Shemitahs. And the reason it's such a severe punishment is because a person who does not adhere to the Shemitah is in effect denying Elam Abba and therefore is denying Maisa Barashas and is denying the whole kit and caboodle of what Judaism has to offer. Now, what I said before, I said somewhat deliberately, um, but maybe not 100% accurately. So I just want to stress, the Ibn Ezra is the one who just gives us a laconic comment that the side of Yemais Elam is here. The Ramban is the one who flushes it out. And he's taking that, that side is what? That Shabbos arts reflects the Shabbos of HaKadosh Baruch That will be the Shabbos Hashem. And that you keeping Shemitah reminds you of the Shabbos Hashem of ultimate Shabbos Lashem, the ultimate Mizma Shiliyam Shabbos, which is when? After the days of the week or the days of the universe or the millennia of the universe. They parallel each other. Six days of creation, 6,000 years of a world, and then a seventh day of Yom Shabbos for HaKadosh Baruch doing nice and gracious and for the world today. That is, one can ask, is the Ramban when he says that a fundamental tenet of that the Ibn Ezra is alluding to is that the fact that the Shabbos of Shemitah parallels the Shabbos of Maisa Barashas that to me is the foundational tenet but practically because the Ibn Ezra doesn't tell us anything about what he's saying about 6,000 years or any of that but he's just simply saying that it's a site here, and it's on the site of Shabbos Ha'aretz, and it's related to the Pesach of Shabbos Lashem. So obviously those are all connected. And the Rabbana is putting that together, putting more flesh on the bones, to say, look, I already mentioned this whole long shtickle in the beginning of Rashis, 
about six days of creation and 6,000 years of the world. So when I'm saying that there's a foundational principle, is the foundational principle not just saying that the Shabbos Ha'aretz is paralleling the Shabbos of Maes and Bereshis, but also that it's 6,000 years as part of that foundational principle. It would seem, it would seem that it is. It would seem that the 6,000-year idea is in fact part and parcel of what is foundational because that's how the Shabbos is paralleling each other. It's six days, seventh day of rest, six millennia, right? Six years of work of the land, seventh year of rest of the land, 6,000 years of a, a world, and then the seventh millennia of a Mashiach. This, I think, is fear to say in the Ramban, and it's the way the Ramban understood the Ibn Ezra. Now, as I say, what our focus is tonight is not so much the Ramban, but to understand the Ibn Ezra's eschatology. Right? We're trying to understand, is this a fear read of the Ibn Ezra? So let's first go back to the beginning a little bit. The Gemara tells us a famous Gemara in the end of Sanhedrin. And the, the, the Gemara there uh, brings down a number of different Mamarim about what it's going to be like in the end of days. And says the Gemara, the world is going to last for 6,000 years. And then for a thousand years, it will be destroyed. Hashem will be alone on that day. Abai says it will be 2,000 years, it will be destroyed. Not 1,000, 2,000 years. Tanya Kava says, says the Gemara de Rafkatina. I have a Bryce and it's a right to Rafkatina. In other words, Abaya and Rafkatina both agree that the world will last 6,000 years. They disagree on the Chadcharov. Is it Chadcharov or is it going to be a situation of Trecharov? Is it 1,000 years of destruction or 2,000 years of destruction? Says the Gemara. Tanya Kava says, Rafkatina. Kashem She Shviz Meshamet Achaz, right? So too, so too, just like the Shvius comes along and abrogates the debt, so, right, comes along and takes away all the, the loans that were owed, so too, so to the world will come along after 6,000 years, and the seventh year will abrogate what came before it. So the same way the seventh year abrogates all the deaths that came before it, so to the seventh millennia comes along and abrogates the world that came before it. That's what it means, Chad Charov. How Chad Charov fits with, this is Mizma Shilas Lava, this is Yom Shikul Shabbos. how does rest and Charov fit? One, it sounds like a destruction, one sounds like resting. That's unfortunately a tangent that we can't explore right now. But that is the basis, the source for the Ramban's idea, right? This is the basis of the source for the notion that there is a 6,000-year universe. The more they continue, the more says, the world will be 6,000 years. The world is 6,000 years. It'll be divided into three parts. One is Tayu. The first two millennia are considered like empty. The second is Torah. The second 2,000 years is all about Torah. And the third 2,000 years is about Yemesa Mashiach. This is obviously what the Ramban is basing himself on to find the idea 
that the world is 6,000 years, and this is part of the foundational principle that the Shabbos Haaretz parallels the Shabbos of Mice and Bereshis. The Ramban in Bereshis, as he mentioned before, said he's going to have, he made a whole arichas on this. And the Ramban there in Bereshis was clearly very, very convinced that the world would last 6,000 years. There he says, uh, in the Pasuk of so the Pasuk says, Ashabor Alekim La'asais. Ashabor Alekim La'asais. That Hashem created La'asais to do. To do what? Right? Many people are bothered. What does the grammar that mean in that sentence? Ashabor Alekim La'asais. That Hashem created to do? To do what? He's already finished the creation. <laughs> What's he doing now? So the question of what La'asais means is, is one that bothers the Ramban. And the Ramban says, Really, what it means, last verses means from doing, because he's not doing anything else. Right now, he's resting. Because God had rested from the work that he had been doing. He's refraining from doing any more active work. So, if that's true, then what does it mean, last verse? Last verse sounds like to do. Says the Ramban, what's really going on here is a hint to the 6,000 years. HaKadosh Baruch Hu rested from all the work that he had done from the six days. But La Asais, right? He was eventually going to do work. What is that work? That's the ultimate work. That's the work of lust and love. That's the work of the seventh millennium after the year 6,000. This is what says the Ramban is being alluded to in the in the very odd word grammatically of La Asais. So the Ramban there reiterates that 6,000 years parallel the six uh, days of creation, the world will last for six millennia, because he says that day of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is like a thousand years. And therefore, the first two thousand years, like the Tana de Velio said, was considered empty. Why? There's nothing going on. Right? You had uh, a couple of bright spots, maybe. You had right? In the days of Dar Enosh, Oz Likr, B'Shem Hashem, if liquor means a positive thing, is not 100% clear among the commentaries. You have right? You have you have a few people here and there that are finding favor in God's eyes, that are living ideal lives. But mostly it's not. Mostly it's just a waste. And that's what we call those, that epoch, that those two millennia, we call that Tayu. And then we have the second 2,000 years. That second 2,000 years is called why? Because Avraham Avinu was born at the end of the first millennia. I'm sorry, the end of the second millennia. He's born, according to our understanding, in 1948. So there, and and he, he uh, you know didn't he didn't 100% uh, come to recognize the Kodesh Baruch at three years old, according to the Ramban, according to the Rambam, very famously in the beginning of Shuvah. It took him some time. I'm sorry, in the beginning of Avodah um, It took him some time till he till he realized. Different understandings. Uh, some maybe it was it was in his late forties, maybe his early fifties. But the Ram, the Ramban is taking that understanding, so therefore that puts his his actual recognition of Hakadosh Baruch Hu right up against if he was fifty two years old, right up against the the two thousand. Right, it comes out exactly perfect in terms of the recognition of Hashem becoming the two millennia of Torah. And then we have the the last two thousand years. The last two thousand years called Yemaisa Mashiach. And the reason for that is because Mashiach can come. Perhaps he can come any time. Not everybody agrees that he can come any time. 
But without getting into that whole subtopic now, the Ramban feels that the Mashiach was able to come from the, the third uh, epoch, from the fourth millennia, the fourth and the, uh, the fifth and the sixth millennia, I'm sorry. Mashiach was able to was able to come by. And says the Ramban, the days of the Mashiach, the Moshe Mashiach, that starts 172 years after the destruction of Bayashani. Right? So 172 years after Bayashani um, is when the Moshe Mashiach starts. And then there will be the ability for Mashiach to come. And the Ramban here, and, and there's a couple of places, he also does it in the Vikuach, the Pablo Christianity. The Ramban gives you an actual prediction. He gives you a date. Uh, and he says that that it will be the Mashiach will likely come in the year 5118, right? Which comes out, it comes out to the Christian calendar, the secular calendar is 1358. Now, that is going to be obviously considerably after the Ramban is no longer with us. But that seems to be have been a date that he used over here. Um, so what we see is the Ramban was very convinced that there's a an end to the world. That's a foundational principle to believe that there's a beginning of the world. You gotta believe if you believe there's an end, you believe that there's a beginning. And if you believe that there's an end, you believe there's a point, there's a purpose. And if you believe that there's a point and a purpose, you believe in the, in, in Chedesh you believe that there is a creator. If you don't believe that, then all bets are off. So for somebody who's not keeping Shemitah, he's not just simply not keeping Shemitah because he's worried about his finances. He's not keeping Shemitah because he actually doesn't believe in the fact that the HaKadosh Baruch who created the world. He doesn't believe in the foundational principles of Judaism, that there's a beginning and an end, that the world lasts for 6,000 years. Now, our question is, as we said, is what do the Ibn Ezra think about this? What do the Ibn Ezra think? This eschatology that is the Ramban, what do the Ibn Ezra think about it? So for that, we go back to the beginning of Bereshis. In the beginning of Bereshis, on the positive, the Ibn Ezra gives us a comment. And he says the following. The Ibn Ezra says that um, what is an Erev? Right? You notice the word Erev and the word Biker, what do they mean? The Ibn Ezra tells you at the beginning of his commentary to, to, to Bracious, and when a word comes up that's a new word, he's going to try to give you, the first time that it's mentioned, give you a background on that word, a little lexical help. On, on what words mean. So he says Arab is like an abruvia, right? It's like it's like confusing. And when something is Arab, is not clear. And when something is biker, it's very clear. Right? So that's why it's called Arab and biker. And then he says, V'yesh said, on, on the passage, V'yerav v'yivarga yoyim echad, says the Ibn Ezra, V'yesh said, L'drash shisa alfe. And there is a site here. There is a... Um, a secret in Vayer Vayivayger to the idea of 6,000 years. So when you look at that, you might say to yourself, what? The Ibn Ezra held of it. He's bringing down the 6,000 years. So if he brought it down, he holds of it and he agrees. 
And I'll give you another Ibn Ezra, which brings down to 6,000 years. And this is in Shemais. In Shemais, the Ibn the, the, the Ezra says like this. This is in Parak Lamed Aleph, Pasuk Yud Gimel in Shemais. Says the Ibn Ezra, the, the Pasuk was dealing with Va'ata Daber B'nei Yisrael Lemar. The Jewish people should keep my Shabbos because it's a sign, right? It's a nice between me and the Jewish people forevermore. In order for them to know, and I'm Hashem who sanctifies you. Says the Ibn Ezra, the Meshach Rabbeinu is supposed to go speak to the Bnei Yisrael. So what are you, what are you supposed to be talking to them about what you're supposed to be teaching the B'nai Yisrael, says the Ibn Ezra, the following. He says, um, he says, Ba'avu ha'ashet tzivisim kakosav l'mayla, u'lai choshvu hiyasukim b'shabbos. So then he continues, Omar ha'chacham ha'chacham ha'gadolim, yedua ki shabbos achas, shabbos Hashem. You know that uh, from one of the wise Chachamin, that uh, one Shabbos is the Shabbos of Hashem. What does that mean? Shabbos of Hashem? Veheshiv. And, and so the question is, the Pasuk tells us, the Pasuk says, They have to keep what sounds like a plural Shabbos. They have to keep my Sabbaths. What's it mean? You have to keep my Sabbaths. Why do you have a plural? Why is there a plural on Shabbos that the Jew telling the Jewish people keep my Sabbaths, not my Shabbos? Obviously, I'm This is not a question. Because it means Baruch Hashem. We keep many Shabbosim because of the fact, or Shabbatot to be more grammatically correct, because we keep every Shabbos that we're here for. So that's what it means. Achashav said this. What kind of a question is why does it say it in plural? It says it in plural because we want to keep many Shabbatot. Says the answer. That there's really the world's going to be for 6,000 years. And and the seventh millennia is another Shabbos. So when we're saying, Ah, as Shabbos you should watch my Sabbath, adhere to my Sabbath. What are we really saying? We're really saying that the Jewish people should be taught two Shabbatot, not one Shabbos in the end of you know the, the month of Iyar and then another Shabbos in the beginning of the month of Siva. No, no. We're talking about one Shabbos and sort of normative living in this world. And one Shabbos that will be the Shabbos of Lavi, the Shabbos Yem Shikula Shabbos, the Shabbos of Akarish Borchu, the Shabbos of Yemesa Mashiach. That is what the Ibn Ezra seems to be suggesting. And therefore, that tells you if he's bringing down from Echad Mechachon Magadal, if he's bringing down from one of the big sages, from one of the sagacious rabbis, he's bringing down this idea. That the reason to explain Shabbos is because it's paralleling the the one awesome Shabbos loss of love, and of course our regular Shabbos that we keep. Then maybe it is in fact that the Rambam is on the right track, that he really did feel 
that the world was for 6,000 years and then a seventh millennia, just like the Rambam. And then he continues, the Ibn Ezra, and he says, Gam Shemitah Shabbos, right? The, 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 the Shemitah of the year is also a Shabbos. Shabbos is Rabbos, Bechol Shana, right? There's many Shabbos throughout the year. Vida, he says, You should also know that we don't find clearly by the holidays of Shabbos, we find the time, the term Shabbos mentioned many times. We have a dispute what Memachos Shabbos means. I mean, not for the rabbis, we knew what that was in that Pesach, but um, you know, certainly some felt it meant literally Shabbos. The MS Right, really, the truth is that what the words of the rabbis say, that is correct. But it needs to be explained and, and tailored a little bit better, as I will explain in its place. That is to say, Ibn Ezra is bothered by a question. Right? The, 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 the Pasuk had told us that the Jewish people have to make the Mishkan. And the, and the Pasuk is warning us. But you have to still keep my Shabbos. What do you mean you have to still keep my Shabbos? You would have thought, like it said before, that you might have thought that you had to do the work of the Mishkan on Shabbos. So therefore it tells you, you can't do the work on Shabbos for the Mishkan. Okay? So you can't do the work for the Mishkan on Shabbos, but what do I need to say? Shabbos what does it mean, Shabbos, that there's many Shabbos? We know that there's only one Shabbos, right? There's only one Shabbos, the very first Shabbos that HaKadosh Baruch Hu did for the universe. And then we are commemorating that, memorializing that every week when we keep Shabbos. What does it mean that there's going to be um, many Shabbatot? It sounds like, if you're reading the passage carefully, Speak to the Jewish people. They should keep my Shabbases. So you can understand. If it's referring to the Jewish people keeping many Shabbases every week, that's the Pashim Shat. But if it's referring to Hashem's supernal Sabbath, the Shabbos of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, what's the Shabbos of HaKadosh Baruch Hu? The Shabbos of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is only one Shabbos. Only Shabbos at the beginning of time, after the creation of the world. What is the Shabbos Yisai? says the Ibn Ezra, that the Shabbos means Hashem has two Shabbos. He has the Shabbos that he created the world, and he has the Shabbos of the ultimate Shabbos, the, the seventh millennia Shabbos. That's what the suggestion was. However, that doesn't seem, says the Ibn Ezra, like the Pashib Shat. The Pashib Shat Seems to be that you keep my Shabbos, meaning that you keep the various Shabbos throughout the years that are commemorating the Shabbos of, of my separations. That's the Pashat. So I think what the Ibn Ezra is saying here is, is that there is a, a notion of the 6,000 years, but I don't gonna, I'm not going to push this into the Pasuk. And explain to you that this is how the Pasuk reads. Acha Shabbos the Shemayu means referring to the regular Shabbos of, um, sorry, referring to the Shabbos of the Asilavai of the 6,000 years, the two great Shabbat. It doesn't sound like from the Ibn Ezra that he's comfortable with that as a matter of Pasha Pshat. 
So the Heshe Vavakishita Alpha Shana Ava Amma, he ne elfashvi Shabbos. But then he says, no, that doesn't work. It's Gamshnasa Shmita Shabbos. There's many Shabbos. Hashem also has a Shabbos, Hashem by Shmita. It could be a Shabbos is Vavas, but Chos Shana, maybe many Shabbos throughout the year. In other words, it feels to me like the Ibn Ezra is not that he's saying that the 6,000 is, is, is incorrect. It's more that he's saying, at least over here, is that to push it into that understanding of the Pasek doesn't seem to be uh, fear. Which then leads me to another Ibn Ezra. And in this Ibn Ezra, I think he makes his intentions clear. Here we have to go back to Bereshis. We go to Parshas Noach. In Parshas Noach, the, the Ibn Ezra says the following. And it helps to probably learn the Gemara first. The Gemara tells us on that next page, after the Gemara of Katina and Abaya and the Tanad Velio, on the next page, the Gemara continues on, talking about the Mashiach Saitan. And the Gemara says like this, Amar Abaya, Abaya tells us, Lepochais, Alma, Miklos, and Rashida Tzadike, Nemekabla Abba Shina Bechodara. Says the, says the Gemara, in every, Abayah says that in every generation, there's the 36 righteous. There's the 36 just men. right? The 36 supernal tzaddikin that keep the world going. This is the source of that. And how do we know? Because right? we're praising those that wait for him. Gemara 36. Fine. Any fed the Gemara is that right? But Rava asks that in the generation that is, as it were, before Hakadosh Baruch the generation that is um, going to, uh, as it were, greet the Mashiach. The Gemara says, um, "Is Tamnisri Alfi Parsa?" Right? There's there's many, many, many more of these righteous people. There's going to be thousands of very righteous people. So if that's true, that, um, that there's going to be uh, so many more thousands of people, then why are you saying that there's only 36? Why are you saying that there's only 36 people? Um, and the more answers that like Kasha, that the and the rose before Akadosh Baruch Hu, it, it looks like they're sitting, uh, like 18,000 or something people. That how does that fit with 36? Because they're not so 100% righteous, they don't see Baspakaya the people who are fully righteous, that who see like clearly, they see Basbakaya Meir. Again, that's something we normally associate with Meshur Rabbeinu, but the Gemara here is using it with regards to the 36 righteous, the Lamed Vav Tzadikim. They see it like that. But the 18,000, they don't see 100% so clearly. They see they're special, they're great, they're wonderful, they're Tzadikim, but they're not on such a supernal level. That's the background to the comment the, the Ibn Ezra makes in Pashas Neach. The, 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 uh, the Pasuk there says that after the flood, Hashem is promising He's not going to bring another flood. So it says, 
Zara Vakotza Vakor Vachim Vakaitz Vachor Vim Valayla Leish Boisu. Hashem is not going to destroy the, the, the world again, right? No more. The seasons will be the seasons. You're going to have the, the normative life. So, Oid Kolyme Arts, for the duration of the existence of the world. What does it mean, Oid Kolyme Arts? That for the duration of the existence of the world, what, is, what are you trying to tell me? It means that for the rest of the duration, the normative duration of the world, there won't be another flood. There won't be another situation like it was during the deluge, during the times of the Mabel. Okay. Says the Ibn Ezra, there is a set period of time for the world. That's what it means. There is an end to the world, but until the end of the world, there won't be another destruction like the Mabul. But there was an end. Furthermore, for the rest of the duration of the world, there won't be a Mabul. But that doesn't mean the world's going to last forever. When the world's Time to finish, the world will finish. Says the Ibn Ezra, there's a set time to the end of this world. And how beautiful is the drash How beautiful is the Pasik, the drash on the Pasik in, in Yecheskel, that surrounding Akadosh Baruch Hu in the in, uh, upper worlds is 18,000 righteous people. Rock, says the Ibn Ezra, but no one of the, uh, even of 18,000, even knows. That is, what the Ibn Ezra is not quoting the Gemara in Sanhedrin, but it's clear to me that he's referring to the Gemara in Sanhedrin. It's like a, it's like a, a joke, right? That Rava said that there are many great tzaddikim, maybe not 100% perfect tzaddikim, right? There, you know, there's, there's 18,000 people that are not Asperkhaya Meira, but there's tons and tons of really righteous people not just the 36 righteous people in every generation, and saying the Ibn Ezra that really you should know that Echa Mini'ela, right? Um, that of the 18,000 people that are surrounding Hashem, no one knows. No one knows what it means, Oyd Arts. In other words, no one knows what the Kate's Kotsov is. The Ibn Ezra is saying there is a Kate's Kotsov, but no one knows what it is. That is, how do we how do we uh, parcel out what we did tonight? The Ibn Ezra told us that there's a site in the Shabbos of Shemitah that tells you about the Yemais Olam. The Ramad says, I'm going to tell you what that secret is. That secret is 6,000 years. It sounded like the Ibn Ezra knew about the 6,000 years in a, in a, in a, and wasn't against it, right? Because he, remember, he did bring it down in his comment in Beratius. But in his comment in Shemais, he didn't accept it. Achashab he didn't accept that you could push in. Now what it means, my Shabbos is, uh, it means Hashem's Shabbos at the beginning of the creation and Hashem's Shabbos at the end. No, he wasn't that comfortable. And that's the Pashup Shah reading of, of the Pasuk over there. But it doesn't necessarily mean that he was rejecting the 6,000. just means he didn't like it in terms of how to explain the Pasuk. But in Pashas Noyach, he's telling us that there is a Kate's Kotsov, that's the, what the Pasuk is trying to tell, there is an end, but no one knows what the end is. Right? Not even one in a thousand, nobody knows what the end is. Even of the 18,000 that are surrounding Hashem, no one really knows. So if no one really knows, then I think we go back to the drawing board of what the Ibn Ezra actually felt um, in terms of 
when is the end of the world? Because if you recall, the Gemara in Sanhedrin isn't so simple about saying that there is 6,000 years. Sure, we have the Tana de Velio, we have the uh, Ravi Ketino. However, if you look there in those Gemaras, if you look there in that Gemara in Sanhedrin, the Gemara is telling you 6,000 years, but it's two opinions. It's the opinion of Ravkatina, it's the opinion of Abaya, it's the opinion of Tanadal Yo, perhaps. But there's many, many other opinions. For example, right, we have the we have the uh the we have, for example, Gomorrah Navarizar. And more in the beginning of Avarizar, it tells us that that 400 years after the second Bishamish is going to be destroyed, 400 years, it means in the year about 467 or 470. Whatever was destroyed, if a person offers you to sell a field worth a thousand dollars for a dollar, don't buy it. Because as all the Mafarshim explained, because Mashiach's coming then. Mashiach's coming, they have 467. Right? Um, for example, we have uh, Gemara in Sanhedrin, right there, on, uh, right after the Gemara of Katina on the next page. The Gemara says that they found an old scroll in the Geniza in Rome. And it was written in Ashuras. And it said on there that the world is going to end in the year 531. Right? The year the world is going to end at 531, meaning a little after the prediction of the Gemara in Abadazar. We have the Gemara in Sanhedrin on the next page after that. The Gemara says that the Mashiach Saitan, the Yemisa Mashiach, have to last. For either 40 years, 70 years, three generations, maybe that's 90 years, 400 years, 365 years, right? Um, or maybe even 7,000 years. Well, how does that work? If the seventh millennia is the is the uh is the lost love, is the Khan Kharov of Rafkatina or Tre Kharov of Abaya. How is it lasting? The Mesa Mashiach has to happen before the Tchad Kharov. It has to happen before the ultimate, the loss of love. It has to happen before the the ultimate Yom HaShavas. And if the Mesa Mashiach has to be for 40 years or 300 years or whatever, we're already much less time. So that is, perhaps the Ibn Ezra did not accept as fundamental that the Soyd be Me'olam, that we opened up with, right? That we said that the Ibn Ezra says that in Shabbos Lashem, right, is the Soyd that's going to tell us about the Soyd Me'olam, Ramaz Mokem Azet. Is the Soyd in the in terms of the duration of the world that's hidden over here? Perhaps the Ibn Ezra is not holding like the Ramban and doesn't feel, even if he feels that there is a Soyd here about the end of days. And perhaps it would seem simplest like the Ramban to compare it to 6,000 years, 6,000 years to the six days of creation. But perhaps the Ibn Ezra is not entirely tied to that. And that's what I'm learning from the comment that he makes on Oyd Koli Me'arts. Shkach and have a good chance. Shkach.